0: Yeah.
1: Block Talk Radio.
0: Greetings. Welcome to Block Talk Radio's Grassroots Holistic Health Show for Saturday, October 16, 2010. I'm your host, Wesley Gray, coming to you live from New York City at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and our show today is featuring Damian Garganius, but first, I begin by acknowledging and thanking the One Most High God for allowing this show to take place, our ancestors, and I send blessings, love, and respect to my elders, my children, siblings, my mother-in-law, and my wife. Good evening, everyone. I extend greetings of peace and blessings, and I recognize the divinity in all of you. Uh, today we have a very special guest on our show, and the reason I say that he is so special is that he and his wife, Nicole, along with my wife's doctor, Dr. Saul Paul, played an important role in her miraculous recovery from diabetes. Uh, during this show, I will share with few information regarding health issues and remedies, and this show will also inform you of practical tips for enhancing your overall quality of life, spirit, mind, and body. I am not a medical doctor, and I am not giving medical advice in any way, and and what I do is share what personally works for me and my family, and I hope that you too will find something of benefit with the information that I will share with you. As with all things, check with a licensed medical professional before embarking on any changes in your health routine, and I will take a short break now, when I do return, we will continue our conversation Uh, to actually start our conversation with Damien Garganius. Uh, The chat room is open, so please feel free to enter and interact with each other and enjoy the show. Oh, by the way, uh, for those of you who are listening in on the Internet, the call number is 323-927-1412 in case you'd like to ask uh, Damien any questions or, you know, participate in the show. Uh, So please remove your headsets, stand away from your computer modem, and, you know, we have to do that in order to avoid the feedback. All right, thank you, and we'll be right back with you. Uh, well, being naturally charismatic, I guess Damien has been overweight for most of his life, having lost his mother at an early age, his family consoled his pain with food and it basically became a habit that continued into his adulthood. And coming from a legacy of season's chips, they um, learned not learn to indulge in hefty portions of home-cooked soul food. And he has been known to joke, joke on occasion with one line, who's like, I never met a pig that I didn't like. That's um, known as the red hanging on the season seven of NBC's hit reality series, The Biggest of Couples, Damien and his wife, Nicole, recently tied the knot last October, I'm sorry, last August, here in New York City. And with a combined weight loss of 260 pounds and counting, they have more than their marriage in which to uh, celebrate. They have transformed their lives, losing a jaw dropping 128 and 136 pounds respectively and just in time to begin their lives together to start a healthy family. Nicole and Damien live and work in Brooklyn, New York. Nicole is a wardrobe stylist, and Damien is a graduate from Pratt Institute in Brooklyn and is an industrial designer. As part of their mission to maintain their weight loss and active lifestyles, they have recently added group fitness instructors to their resumes. Both teach group fitness classes at Dirt Jitters 24 Fitness Ultra Sports clubs in Manhattan. Now Damon is a hard working and ambitious design professional, most of the days that he spends are at the computer and at a drawing table and Damon said two years ago that he knew that his weight is the only thing blocking him from enjoying the active and exciting life that he envisions for him and his future family with Nicole. He also said that he yearns to dress, to impress on his wedding day, he said this actually a couple of years ago before he was married. Uh, David, are you there? Hello, David? Hello, David, can you hear me? Hello, David? Hello, we're having a personal uh, uh, technical difficulties at the time. If you can please hold on and I'll see if I can get Damien on the line.
2: Mm. Damien, can you hear me?
0: That's why his phone don't work. Oh, yeah. That's why he be texting me at night when he you
2: know, work, you don't
0: call and text. Mm. Mm. Well, Damien, can you hear me? Yes,
2: Whoa.
0: I can hear you, but you can't hear me. Oh, yes, I can hear you, Damien. Great, I thought you lost you. I'm going to thank you listening, audience. to be patient. We just had a little... Uh, Glutch right now with our technical connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Damien, can you Good. hear me now? Can you hear me clearly?
3: I can hear you very clear.
0: Wonderful. I was just telling the, uh, the listening audience about you and your wife, and I just wanted to share with them that it was about two years ago that you knew that, you know, you had a weight problem, and that was blocking you from enjoying an active and exciting life with your family. And I, I'm to that that, uh, you know, you did want to press, your impression, I can safely say, from the magazine articles that I read on the Internet, uh, such as you being featured on U.S. Weekly, Ebony Magazine, uh, the New York Daily News, Access Hollywood, and many other news and entertainment websites, that you did lose a substantial amount of weight, and you looked very well during your wedding day. Well, thank you. Uh,
3: it was it was hard work, but, you know, you know, you got to put that work in in order to get those desired results.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Damien, I just want to share with the audience that uh you and I met in Prosper Park, a park which is located in Brooklyn, New York. And you and your wife Nicole were invited. He was actually guests uh to to take part in a uh, a 3.5 walk in the park by Vincent Ferguson, who is the president of the Body Scope Company in Brooklyn, New York, and also the founder of the Children's Sports and Fitness Expo, which he holds every year in Crossford Park. Now, along with my wife's spirit change, we all walked the entire length of the park, which is a little over 5K. You know, we're talking about 3.5 miles at a brisk pace. Uh,
3: what was that experience like for you and your wife
0: and the rest of us?
3: Well, the experience for us is just that, you know, we were happy to come out and support, you know, and, and kind of like, you know, go out and talk with the people, talk with the kids and let them know that, you know, that the way that they're, they're a work in progress. They're not finished yet, you know. It's, it's, it's because you're overweight it doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Absolutely. Uh, well, needless to
0: say, we had close to between 500 to 600, maybe a thousand participants. And there's no way of really getting an account. But what was it like to have millions of viewers, people watching you and your wife Nicole go through the effort and task of competing and losing weight on the biggest of losing couples?
3: Well, it's a uh it's not an easy task. I mean, you have to understand most people when they have a you know a success Ooh. or a failure, they're on their own. There's no one really watching Hello? them or yes, yes. So there's never really good. Uh, any... good, good. Hello, cool can nothing. A I'm cool
2: listening to the broadcast. My brother's doing. Yes, yeah. uh, Wesley. Yes, good. yeah. You can listen to it on your phone.
0: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yes, we have two of you. Uh, Dinah, yes. that's my sister. Uh, yeah, I'll take you
3: later on later okay. on. Diana's connection.
0: All right, I'll get sure. back to you in a little
3: bit. All right, David, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Yeah, so so, so, so oh, getting back to yeah, you, what, what, it, what, it, what it comes down to is when you're being viewed by millions of people, every time you have a success or a failure, everyone is watching. So So that means every time you make a mistake, everyone is watching. You know, when you're feeling down, there's always somebody around to kind of, you know, either pat you on the back, say, listen, you know, it'll be okay. You know, you, you, you'll, you'll do it next time. And sometimes you're just mm-hmm. embarrassed, you know, because you, you went through something so major and you didn't come out on the end where you wanted to be. you you, you, you got to deal with it all. you got to deal with everyone watching. you got to deal with those that don't understand, those that make fun. you got to deal with, you know, friends and family that are watching you go through everything, and this and this way, you just want to crawl into a hole and, and like not have anybody know you, but you realize that you're actually being an inspiration to those who are going through the same exact thing. So you guys got to kind of take the good with the bad, but the main thing that you got to take away from it is you're changing your life forever, and no matter what you got to go through, I'd rather go through a year of losing weight and being embarrassed and getting to the size that I want to be than staying overweight another 10 years.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, needless to say, you inspired millions of people uh, to really, you know, take the bull by the horn, to be proactive in terms of uh, losing weight and, and taking control of their health. So you have to be committed. You and your wife both are to be, to be committed for uh, uh, having the, the uh, worth all, the courage and the tenacity to go on the show like The Biggest Loser uh, time and again and uh, to show the world that indeed uh, one can lose collectively, in your case, a couple, you're losing over 260 pounds uh, together. Uh, yeah. Tell us, could you share with us, Damon, what was basically the cause of you gaining weight and when did it all start to become a problem with you?
3: Well, to be honest, you never really know where it starts until it catches up to you, and then that's when you want to, like, at this point, now you want to be so proactive, you want to get everything worked out and lose weight, you know, super fast. But the problem was, you know, mm-hmm. when you grow up in an overweight family, everything is fine. You're, you're the norm, you know. There's, there's no, there's, you don't stand out. You just, everyone is the same. It's when you step out into the real world that you notice that you're too big for this chair, you know, You really can't shop in those stores. You know, you're you're a little bit bigger than your friends. You know, you you can't sit, you know, in this seat. You know, that's when things start to bother you. But when you're at home with your family, everything is fine. There's no issues at all because you're accepted. You know, you're all one and the same. Uh, I think what took place with me was just working in corporate America, noticing how everyone else was, you know, wearing certain outfits, you know, wearing certain suits that I couldn't fit, you know, so I couldn't really have a a two-piece, you know, three-piece suit. I have to wear a sweater, you know, a long sleeve shirt, you know, dress locks. I could never fit in. And at some point, you kind of get used to just not fitting in. And then there's that one day when you realize, you know what, I do want to be a part of that group. I do want to be able to shop in a normal store. I want to be able to go right into a normal store in Macy's, just, you know, you know, just like everyone else and just shop. And you're almost uh, alienated from your body size because you can't do those things. You know, you, you can't go into a restaurant and just order something and not be uh, ridiculed so people wonder, you know, what are you having, what are you eating, you know, why is he having that, you know, that's too much. So there's not things you've got you to deal with and process and I got to the point where I got tired of being in that position where I felt, you know, as, I, as if I was being uh, just ridiculed and just, you know, it's just, it's just hard to be in that place. Well, I know you shared
0: with me about the early loss of your mother when you were a youngster, and Mm -hmm. that uh, precipitated the uh, the advent of you gaining weight. Your family members uh, attempted to help you in your pain by feeding you food, and uh, it worked. Well,
3: yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You can continue. My girlfriend was like, you know, when, when you're a kid, you have no control of what's being fed to you. You know, it's just like this is what it is. You know, but then at some point, that that way of eating, is, it becomes a habit. You know, there's no way to really change it. You know, say if they say 30 days, you know, makes it a habit. you got to imagine 30 years, you know, it's almost like it's so well ingrained. That's all you know. Um, but as a child, you know, kids don't have jobs. The parents do. So any food that I'm getting came from the parents. So because they didn't know how to really deal with their emotions. You know, they were passing those bad habits on to me. So what I did was you celebrate and commiserate with food. You know, that was the thing you mm-hmm. do. That was all you knew. You know, and now it's um it's um I'm at a place where I understand that I can I can no longer do those things. I've gotta change um my habits. I gotta change the way that I look at life, I've got to change the way that I feel about food. You gotta change the relationships. You know, so I'm at that place now where I understand where it went wrong, and now it's time to, you know, make a change for myself and for the family that me and my wife claim to have. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that speaks
0: volumes about the fact that we have an epidemic of sorts almost with uh, uh, childhood or youth obesity within our community, if not, uh, you know, the United States, rather, and if not, indeed, the world. Because how many children are not dealing with some type of stress situation in their life, whether it be a loss of a parent, or the pressure of going to school or not going to school, or not having even a, a, a enough food on the plate all the time. And when they do eat, they just gouge themselves. Mm-hmm. And then needed to say, in our communities, uh, we have certain fast food restaurants, which, by the way, I'm happy to hear that they're required to label and and uh, make it known how many calories is with each portion that one orders, some of them, uh, that has been a problem. So, needless to say, especially with the African-American community, and in all uh, indigenous communities who are going through whatever challenges they're going through by the
3: uh, majority
0: of, um, of the pressures of being able to be, uh, you know, in order to survive as equals, as you will, that they use mm-hmm. food as a means of, of uh um, of the pain, you know, and self-medicating. Do you think that that's something that's widespread, as it appears to be? Is, what is your personal take
3: on that? You mean on the using food as a as, as medication?
0: Yes, and, and children, you know, like you started off as a child. So mm-hmm. why is it that we have an epidemic of children who are now overweight in greater proportions than they've ever been in the history of this country? and And we have a dilemma which... You know, they're developing diabetes, which I'm going to get touch upon later in terms of how you were uh, able to come over to our home and share with my wife uh, the video uh, addressing diabetes and some other information that you shared with her. I'll let you talk with her. You know, we have now a dilemma in which uh, the grandparents, the elders are now outliving the children. Uh, At least there's the potential of that happening within the next, you know, 10 to 20 years or so. That's the first time we have a generation flipping that way in terms of who lives longer
3: than the other. -hmm. Well, I think now we're we're in a different society now. You know, now we're we're in a place where there's more technology. You know, we we get places faster. There's more Internet. You know, there's, there's more television. There's more video games. You know, kids are less active nowadays, you know. And now we live in an age where everything is supersized. You know, no one even knows what a calorie is, let alone what the right proportion is. I mean, we we have these calories all over the city, but who knows what a calorie is? People look at that, oh, it's a calorie. No one even knows what the right calorie intake per day is for themselves, you know. So it's like, so we have all this information out there, but no one's been educated or schooled. That's okay. What is the calorie? What is the calorie in versus the calorie out? You know, how many calories should I be consuming a day? No one, no, no one knows what that means anymore, you know. And then with the young kids, all they know is everything now is sweet treats, candy, you know. They have uh, everything is is a is you get ten percent more for the same price. Everything now is, is a supersized society. No one understands that we're eating way more than we have to. No one knows that we're eating more and doing less. So it's like there's so we got more stuff coming in than we're burning off. So everything is kind of getting crazy. The other day, me and my wife were in the store. We saw a lollipop where instead of you having to you know suck it in out of your mouth, you press a button and it does it for you. So now it's like. The kids are getting fatter, they're getting slower, and the parents have no idea, you know, how to counteract, counteract that because they never knew what to do. So it's just like, so there's a lot of, there's less education happening and there's just more satisfaction going on. Great.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. That's an interesting point. You know, at this point I'd like to share with you, uh, well, actually, we have uh, my wife, Dora, uh, spirit change on the phone with me. She's a co-host, and uh, I'd like to just say hello to her and, and share some thoughts with her as well. All right. Hello,
3: hello Dora. How are you doing Good today? Here from Great to hear from, so, great. Great day
1: from you as well. I'm doing great. You know, I want to thank you for the DVD on reversing diabetes in 30 days. That was so inspirational to me, and I ended up posting it on Facebook.
3: Oh, cool. Very nice. So so have you been uh, following the DVD?
1: I've been following it, and I think the part that inspired me the most was the young man in the DVD who was a type 1 diabetic, because even though he never fully came off of the insulin, he reduced it so greatly, and that gave him something to go home with, and so I was like, oh, well, my God, you know, if people with type 1 diabetes are, you know, cutting their daily intake of insulin, you know, tremendously, then for those of us who were diagnosed type 2 as I was, it, it's like there's no reason to not reverse it. So, I, yeah. you know, I think that's really – I think that was really the part that got me the most, to see that young man that was a type 1 go through the program and reduce his insulin. So I, you know, at this point, I don't know if I had mentioned or if my husband had mentioned to you, I'm totally off medication, and I visited my naturopathic doctor last week, and I was uh-huh. telling him about my progress and the, the supplements that he gave me to use, those are now too strong, and I can't use them anymore. And he, he was like, he was so thrilled. He said, um, well, you reversed it, and he, he was... um he was kind of like, not really amazed, because if you intellectualize it, he knows that what he said to do will work, and what he said to do was basically what was on the video. It's a lifestyle change. And if you're willing well, to
3: change your life.
1: God bless. Oh, thank you so much, but thank you for being a part of it. Thank you so much for being a part of it.
3: Anytime. Wow. I, I think the, the greatest thing that you're saying that most people should hear is that if there's a way to do it to prolong your life and make life, you know, enjoyable, why not do it? And I think that you you you, you took it, you know, and you ran with it, and now you are benefiting from it, and now your life's going to change forever.
1: It's a permanent life. I agree, David. It's a permanent lifestyle change because once you no longer have to stick yourself in the stomach every day with needles, it, there's just nothing that there's nothing that could make me go back to the other lifestyle
3: that would give me the potential of having to do that again. Wow. Wow, that's, see, that's, that's, you know, see, that's an amazing story, just knowing that you took information and you actually was proactive, that you were proactive in just getting rid of a diabetes, you know, not just talking about it, I'm going to do it tomorrow, not saving for a later date, but you did it now and got it out the way, and now you and your husband can spend an amazing amount of time together, you know, from this day going forward. Yes, indeed.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It just, diabetes just affects so many parts of your life, Damien. I was even mentioning to my husband, I had wanted to take a trip to Africa. When you're on insulin, the medicine makes you feel, and I, I can't speak for everyone, but at least how it made me feel. It made me feel like if my head was in one room and my body was in another room and I was always trying to catch up with each other. It makes you feel like yeah. you're not. I said to him how could I endure a plane trip that's over 20 hours and this is how I'm feeling? I would be like, you know, freaking out on the plane. I I can't do that. And, you know, so it just, you know, it just behooves anyone who can get off of medication, whether it's for diabetes or high blood pressure, whatever it is, I have a feeling that all prescription medication is going to have some type of adverse effect on you. And if there's knowledge you can get that can help you get rid
3: of the medication, it would behoove everyone to at least try, at least try. Well, the thing about about prescription medication is that all it does is it chemically duplicates something that already exists in nature for the mass uh, market. So if you can get the same effects of, you know, of, of regulating your diabetes using whole grains and apples, it's like go for it, you know, because your your body is getting something that it understands and knows how to process, as opposed to a chemical, you know, uh, carbon copy of, of of it, you know. And I think you, you're doing it, and you're showing people that this is how it can be done, and it's not it's it's not something that's so hard to do. It's simple. It's just eating right. You can still indulge on the, say every now and again and have that thing that you like the most, but for the most part, it's time to eat healthy. It's time to get your body in sync, you know, for everything to feel good, everything to, to work properly. Because having diabetes, it's a difficult thing to work to work and live around because it's not that you're living your life. You've got to work around that disease. You know, you can't just go out, you know, and run 20 miles or go on vacation. You've got to work and plan everything around that disease. And now you're at the place where it's even more manageable.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm happy you mentioned the thing about running 20 miles. Uh Dora and I, on a regular basis, we go to Prospect Park and uh, we walk and run uh, 3.5 miles. Uh, and then Dora uh, was with me last week at uh, uh, Brett Steif in restoration. We had a 10K race, and she's determined next year to participate. So, uh, and then of course, I'd like to talk with you about Nicole and how she's doing with training for the New York Marathon coming up next month, uh, November 7th, as well as myself, who will be running. I'll be running my 14th marathon. Uh, Damien, if you have a moment, I have another caller on the line. Could you hold on for a sec? Yes. For a minute or so. I have some more questions for you, but please hold on. Hello, you're on the line.
1: All
0: right, there, there seems to be interference in that line. <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, I mentioned that, the, that your wife is
3: training for the marathon uh, next month, Damien. How is she doing with her training? Well, the truth is, uh, she's actually we're both going. We're both doing the marathon. She's kind of forcing me to run with her. She's like, I want you to support me, and I thought, you know, I was going to be there, you know, as a husband, you know, just making sure that you know she got her knees iced, you know, things like that. She's like, no, I want you to support me side by side. So I got to run 20 of it with her. So right now we're training oh, constantly. So it's crazy right now. <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic. Is this your first
0: marathon?
3: This is actually my third.
0: Your third. And how many has Nicole done?
3: This is Nicole's. I think her sixth, sixth or seventh. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so, Wonderful. so, it's like so she's done she's DC, Philadelphia. She's done um. Uh DC, Detroit, Philadelphia, she's done Jersey. Uh she's she's done quite a few. Oh, that's fantastic. Well
0: I all I can say is that I'm find myself in good company with you guys, you know? And it's gonna be really a lot of fun. Um uh, I'm trying to talk my wife to run a marathon eventually, but she said she's satisfied with just completing the park a couple of times. Well so you know how that can catch on, right?
3: Yeah. It's uh once you get that running bug it's almost like it's almost like an infection you just you just love it It's just a great feeling of of accomplishment you know of just of just pushing your body past that point that you know thought you could never do it and now once you once you do your your first marathon it's like it becomes a passion you know, and you just feel like you have to keep doing it mm-hmm. well uh, now that we're talking about running and
0: and also that can dug so very easily into energy um uh, I must share with the listening audience, although I'm not a a medical doctor, as you know, and and I'm not here to recommend any treatments or make any diagnoses, but I'm here to share information about the health practices which my family and I engage in and which work for us. And I suggest that before you try anything new, anything that you hear in our program, that you consult with a licensed medical practitioner. And with that being said, I must add that my wife and I use Fruita Vita, which is an energy drink, which had several benefits. It has assisted me in maintaining a comfortable energy level during the day, and needless to say, I've been drinking it for about six years. And my last uh, marathon, uh, uh, actually about seven years, and it assisted me in running my last couple of races, including one marathon. And uh, it also has helped my wife lose 100 pounds, and uh, assisting her in maintaining weight and. And, and a healthy blood glucose level. Honey, would you like
1: to share anything with the audience about the benefits of using I'm um, oh, Sure. So the first thing that I want to mention, and I'm glad you gave our disclaimer that we're not medical doctors, mm-hmm. and to seek the um, opinion of a licensed medical practitioner before you use any of the products that we use. Um, I found it interesting because before I started using Fruita Vida, I ran it by Dr. Saltpaw, who is my naturopathic doctor. And, you know, because I was diagnosed as diabetic, um, Fruita Vita it tasted sweet to me. And I said to my husband, hmm, I'm not sure whether or not I should be drinking this. But when I mentioned it to Dr. Saltpaw, he said, no, go ahead, give it a try. And if you notice that you're blood sugar numbers increase and just stop using it, but just trying it one or two times isn't going to be detrimental to you. And when I tried it, I, know, I tried it the morning that my husband and I went to Prostate Park to go running, and I noticed that when we came back, I checked my blood sugar numbers just to see how it had reacted, and I noticed a slight decrease. You know, nothing magnanimous like or anything, but it was like just a couple of points, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And I continue to use it. And my favorite time of using Cloriva is before we go running, because it gives me the energy to complete that 3.5 k, which is something that I never thought I could do at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, walking, crawling, you know, I really didn't think I could do it, but I'm able to do it now. So I have to attribute that to to Cloriva giving me that energy. And another way that I could tell that that's what it's doing is, for, just for me personally, okay, I cannot drink food vita in the evening because I'll be awake half the night. That's the level of energy that it gives me. It might not affect someone else that way. So you just have to try it and see how you react to it. But it, um, I can definitely attest to the increased energy levels and I can definitely attest to that. It assists you in lowering your blood glucose levels. Yes,
0: well, that's great. Uh, I know that I gave you a sample of Pitavita, uh, Damon, and uh, I know that you've been taking some other um, uh, medicinal and health additives, vitamins and so forth. But uh, when you do start taking it, you know, I'd like to get your feedback on it. It would be uh, interesting to find out what you feel about the energy. Maybe you might want to take a little bit with you when you run the, the marathon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i definitely keep that in mind. Yeah.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, I'd like to share with the listening audience that uh, we have a special uh, for of um, Vita in terms of being able to get a free 30-ounce bottle. Uh, you just have to pay for the shipping and handling. And You can go to the website, www.tryfridavita.com. Forward slash four five five two two. That's uh, try T R Y fruta F R U T A vida I D A dot com slash four five five two two. And you can always go to the link on my website here at Block Talk Radio, uh, Grassroots Holistic Health, and I have a link there which you can uh, uh, take access have access to the free bottle. Um, Damien, I, I'd like to, at this point also, see if I can get the call. I think it's my sister. One of my sisters may be on the line. Could you hold off for a sec, please? Sure. Thank you. Okay, there holding me the, up. Um, okay, well, hello. 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 are on the line. Hello, Damien. Are you there? Yep, still here. Oh, great, great. So, I uh, yeah, needless to say I, I'm having difficulty uh, getting access to other lines. I'm so grateful. I thank the Most High that I'm able to have you on the show without any difficulty. And uh, what I, I have in mind that I'd like to sh- for you to share with us is: what is your take uh, regarding the the uh, aspect of food that's being purchased, other than fast food restaurants, we seem to have within our community, and you and I both, we live here in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm sure you've noticed that there's been uh, a resurgence of new restaurants. It's not a resurgence, it's a renaissance of restaurants throughout the community. First, I must say we have the Thai restaurants. They seem like they're replacing the Chinese restaurant as the restaurant of choice amongst African Americans it seems, and I guess other ethnic groups. So you have Ethiopian restaurants, you have the Rastafarian, you have raw food, and of course yours had Italian, but now you have these restaurants that have the sidewalk cafe meetings, and so forth. Where did you take on that? What do you see happening in our community?
3: Well, I think in our community there is see there's a, there's an abundance of I would say I don't. I don't just say money, but there isn't. People have a lot of, I would say, just free time. Their, 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 well, not not just disposable. It, it comes. It goes past disposable. You know, it goes to the point where they have so many things that they would like to do. They have. Um, they have income that they're not sure where to where to put it. So it goes to the easiest place that that you can satisfy it most, and that is in your stomach, you know. And then with our community, we have so many questions and so many things that we would like to do. So people know that, you know, African American community, there's a lot of uh, questions, a lot of things that, a lot of curiosity, things that they would like to do, things that they wanted to try. And then it it, it tends to be uh, based on the easiest things, and that's food a lot of uh, exotic and um, just uh, decadent indulgences. I don't know why, but for some reason, our community, we we, we tend to celebrate around food. I I don't know what it is or how it's become that way, but there's a lot of just commiserating and celebrating with food. And then these restaurants, they're popping up all over the place, and they're not even the healthy ones. They're always the 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 most decadent of just indulgences like there's a place uh, two blocks from me it's a bakery and nothing in that bakery is under 500 calories you know it's just it, it's just something about the us people of color and food i just I, I really can't explain it it's just that it's um it's just like it's just to me it's an epidemic because it's not that the food is getting any healthier it's the the food is getting even more decadent that much more sugary. They're getting extra. Um, there was a thing we saw yesterday. It was called extra cr- smooth and creamy cheesecake. It's how how smoother, how much more smooth can you make cheesecake? You know, how much more decadent can you make cheesecake? But they're finding ways to do it, and we're falling right into line because we're, we're eating more of this stuff. We're having more health issues. We're having more heart attacks, and no one wants to do the exercise. No one wants to, you know, to go to the gym. You know, affect the bakeries make the money and the gyms all go out of business. Can you guys hear me? Hello?
0: Hello, David. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. Oh, great. I apologize. We had a little uh, technical difficulty again. Um, and I noticed that there's someone else on the line. Are you on the line, uh, 415? Hello, Hello are West you on the line, 415? Yes. Oh, great. Hi, is this my sister Donna?
2: Yes, it is. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic, sis. It's good to hear your voice. Okay. Uh, I haven't met Damien, Damien but yes. telling my
1: hello. Yes.
2: Tell, I had never met you, Damien, but hello, and I'm listening to what you're saying about the, che- especially about the cheesecake.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't make it any creamier.
2: <laughs> you're so right about that. So uh, my brother, I'm listening too. Um, I'm still on the air. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes, I can hear you. It's great to have you on your
2: show. Yeah, great to be here. And you now this is the first time I've ever called in, but I've listened to to you, you know, since you've been having the program. So and it, It's very interesting. Very interesting. I listened to Dora about the diabetes. You know that you know both of us are in the we're in the same boat. You know so. But um, I'm glad that hers is turning out so well for her. And um, I, yeah, you want her to run a marathon.
1: Yeah. You want her to run a marathon, huh? Yes, i to do a marathon
2: here. <laughs> Hello, my sister, how are you?
1: I'm great, how are you?
2: Okay, and happy belated birthday? Oh, thank you so much. Are you okay? We won't get into the numbers, okay, because I don't know about you, but I'm only 16.
1: <laughs> well, because of what happened last year, I was almost dying from the diabetes. I have no problem talking about numbers. I'm still glad I'm here. I'm glad I, that yes. God is before years, so I have no oh, yeah, problem well, with that anymore. Well, you know, God is good.
2: He, you know yes. he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. Yes. Yes. Well, I just Wesley. I will touch base. I want just to let you know that I was listening, and Dora, and to wish you a happy belated birthday.
0: Damien, can you hear me? I will touch
2: base with both of you later on. Okay.
0: Hello, Damien. Hello, Damien. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like we're having technical difficulties. Donna, are you still there?
2: Yes, I am.
1: I was just closing. Okay.
2: I, 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 I will touch base with you later on after you get off the air and get settled back into your you know, routine for the evening. But I, what I listened to, I,
1: I enjoyed very much. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thanks so much yes. for calling in. We're going to try to um, reconnect with Damien
0: okay oh, okay. Uh, okay all right so i'll talk to you later peace and love okay peace and love thank you so much for calling in okay damien are you still with us still here okay great, oh, great Damien. thank you for being so patient here yeah that was no my uh, one of my sisters, and uh she is really uh a, a um a soldier you know she's a warrior she's been challenged uh in so many ways, and I'm so proud of her. She reminds me of you and your wife in terms of the courage and and, uh, tenacity. Uh, Which leads me to uh, share with you, you've probably heard of this, Damon, the fact that uh, former President Bill Clinton, uh, who, as you know, had uh, bypass heart surgery a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken, within the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And did you hear about the fact that he has become a, a vegetarian? As a matter of fact, he's a vegan? And it's changed its diet, you know, 180 degrees.
3: Did you hear about that? I've, I've heard rumors of that, but, you know, uh, I'm curious as to see how long it lasts. <laughs> so you say that with tongue-in-cheek, no pun intended. Yeah. And the thing is, and I mean it, because the thing is, um, in, most situ- in most circumstances, in most situations when it comes to when it's health-related, when you go through a major dramatic change where, you know, where your life is at risk or you you, at, you at a place where you might have died, you know, you might have had, you know, something major happen to you, there's always that instant where you want to change your life and then you want to, you know, you want to go gung-ho and just do the total opposite. But the thing is, those those bad habits, you know, they die hard. And I think in this case, when you have a quadru- quadru- what, quadruple bypass, whatever the thing was, that is the future he had done, yes, now he wants to go full speed ahead and go vegetarian, but he also, he works in Harlem. You know, he's on 125th, you know, where there's, you know, not many vegetarian places, you know, and I think for right now, I support him and what he's going to do, but the thing is, can he, I guess, stay in there for the long haul? hmm Well,
0: I, I hope it grubs off uh, on his wife and his children, you know, his daughter and his son-in-law and their children. And needless to say, we have a, uh, our current president, uh, Barack Obama. He's a hamburger eater like uh, president, former President Clinton used to be. Mm-hmm. And he also smokes, you know, he smokes cigarettes. So and hopefully, uh, you know, I mean, Hillary Clinton is his secretary of state, and uh, I'm sure that he is, as a result of that, has contact with them on more, of a, more than just a business level and government level, that that would rub off. Because needless to say, you know, there is what I call the expression of positive peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and you shared something with me in the park when we met at Prospect Park, that everyone who is obese, and even if you are not obese, that we're one mil away from succumbing to diabetes. And as my and wife, by the way, my wife uh, Dora, would like to share some thoughts with you, but I just wanted to, to just acknowledge that quote you gave me, and I've been sharing that with many people uh, since last year when you, you know, shared that particular uh, quote with me, that we're one little away from having diabetes if we're not eating correctly. And then I shared something with you, which is something that I learned from the running community, that the body keeps score. You know, it's like making an investment dirt. in the bank. Right? So whatever uh negative food you put into your body, the body is recording it. Whatever positive food you put you put in your body, uh, your body is recording it. And it has a uh an exponential, you know, uh return one way or another. So the, uh, body, responds, store,
3: uh, the body responds to all stimuli. You know, whether you understand it or not, the body responds to all stimuli, whether good bad and different. you know, it, it knows, you know, the body is an automatic machine, you know, it doesn't ask you to go to the bathroom, it doesn't ask you to sneeze, it does it on its own, and when something happens to it that it doesn't understand, it will respond in a way that you may not be prepared for.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Dora has a few words she wanted to
1: share with you. Damien, you've been an inspiration to so many people, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know what type of diet do you have? Like if we were to follow you around for a day and, like, we, we want to be like you. We want to do what you did. So what, what do you eat? And, like, for instance, how many minutes or hours a day do you work out? Can you just give us an idea of what you do?
3: Sure. Um, my schedule is uh, it's, it's a very simple schedule because when you're on the show, it's a, your job is to work out. So that's a little bit nuts. You know, when you're on that show, you're working out 10 to 12 hours a day. You work out in two-hour clips. So it'll be two hours of working out. You take a break for an hour, eat something, take a nap, two hours again. On and off from about 7 o'clock in the morning until about maybe 11 o'clock at night. You know, that is hard to kind of keep up once you, once you get to the real world. What I do now is I try to work out in the morning for 30 minutes, 25 minutes of uh, intense activity, Uh, My meals, I tend to eat four times a day. Uh, Now I'm doing more vegetables than I'm doing protein. So I'm having, well, I would not say protein, I mean meat. I'm having more vegetables now than I am having meat because my body, it's now craving more vegetables and more nutrients and uh, more apples. It's like there's something about that my body, it knows what it wants. And those cravings usually indicate that that there's a a deficit of, of, of fruits and vegetables. So now I'm having a, Lots of cabbage, broccoli, onions, red apples, green apples, um, some corn, uh, and I'm having uh, chicken and turkey. And I'm having this daily. Now, the only day I would say don't follow me around would be Friday because Friday is is me and my wife, we have a date night where we try to catch up, you know, with each other, you know, and just have a good time. And we usually go out to dinner um, on on Friday. So Friday we can go anywhere between Ethiopian. We can go to uh, Thai food same place as he mentioned earlier, we do that once a week. And that one week, that one day of week, is, is what we allow ourselves to have fun, to kind of let back a little bit, you know, release ourselves, release some tension, and just enjoy ourselves. But other than that, it's a daily schedule because your, your body, most people don't understand this, but your body needs to have a certain amount of nutrients just to sustain itself. And if you give it more than what it needs, It can either go towards fat storage or it can burn it off. And a lot of times we tend to store that fat. So my my job is to whatever I eat, I have to make sure that I burn it off every single day. Because the minute my body's used to being overweight, the minute that I stop being active, I gain weight automatically. Because I have a slower metabolism. So in order for me to keep that metabolism up, I've got to work out every single day.
1: So thank you so much for that, because that's a big question that myself and a lot of my girlfriends have, because we'll, you know, we'll lose some weight and then we stop exercising, and then you end up gaining back more than what you originally lost. So basically what you're saying is the exercise also has to be considered a lifestyle change. If we want to maintain a healthy size and weight, we have to be prepared to basically exercise every day for the rest of our lives. That isn't something that we can cut corners with.
3: And it's true, but but the, the problem that, I, that I've noticed a lot of people is it's it's the language being used. When people are uncomfortable with change, change means that, you've got a, that you're doing a 180, that you're looking away from what you've been looking at. If you tell people to slowly, incrementally change their diet a little bit, just not even change, it just kind of... Transition from A to B till you get to z we where where it can it has to be such i' say small minute changes that they don't even notice it you know instead of having a whole cup of rice you know you'll have a half a cup of rice or even three quarters of a cup and then every week you start reducing it you know instead of instead of having ten sodas a day you'll knock it back to nine and each and every week you'll you'll reduce it another soda till you're down to one soda a week you know. It's like we've got to do those small things because once you go totally extreme, your body kind of goes. You know what? I've had enough of this. I'm tired of it. You know, it's it's not for me. But if you slowly start making that transition, you realize, wow, I can do it in small increments, opposed to just going all out. So once you once you slowly transition from you know from A all the way down to Z, you finally realize that it's it's manageable that way, and that you can do it for life once you make those small transitions. I
1: have to agree with that because that was how I became vegetarian. I didn't just – I tried to be vegetarian a few times, and I tried, um, quote, unquote, cold turkey, and it didn't last very long. And then the last time I tried, which was – I'm um, going on four years now being vegetarian – first I cut out red meat and I ate everything else. And then I cut out chicken, and the last thing I cut out was fish because I really used to love shrimp and crab and lobster and those kind of things, and it was difficult to let that go. But when I did it gradually like that, now I don't miss any of it. So I I have to agree with the lifestyle change. It's not something you just jump into like you're diving into a swimming pool you do it gradually and that way your body doesn't rebel and then you, you don't end up binging and, and just really developing even more unhealthy habits. But, but thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that with us because I know there are many listeners that are going to want to try to do mm-hmm. even a small step and, and they're probably, you know, are rewriting down in their journal right now, okay, tonight I'm going to try this, tomorrow I'm going to try that.
3: So that was really that was really good counsel. Thank you so much for that. Well, well, the thing is that, that was my problem. The thing is, some some it's like you know, to each its own. But the thing is, some of us can't just go cold turkey. You know, it's almost like, like food food is the only drug that you can take every day without losing your house over. You know, no one ever loses their house for eating too many hamburgers. But the thing about it is because it's such an openly used and you know, an endorsed drug by so many people. You know and Everywhere you turn, there's food. You can't go anywhere in New York City without seeing a restaurant, seeing a juice, seeing a candy, seeing an ice cream truck. That's all year round, you know. So then what you have to do is you have to slowly, you know, just change your view on how you feel about yourself first. Like, like, am I worth this change? Am I worth reducing my uh, sugar intake by one soda per day? You know, then you got to look at the fact is, okay, can I do this? You know, do I want to do this? You know, am, am I worth it? Is there anyone that I love enough, you know, to, to, to be around for, to stick around for? You know, my problem was, you know, I met the woman in my dreams. I was like, this is going to take all the fun out of being in love if she's got to follow me around to the hospitals and doctor's appointments for something that I can easily stop in a minute. So I, so I decided to go ahead and slowly take my time and not go cold turkey, but to slowly change my views on it and just design a way that would help me to finally get rid of, you know, just having pizza every day, you know, realizing, wow, you know. And then, then the other part is the withdrawal. People forget about the withdrawal when you start taking caffeine every day. Your body goes to withdrawal. You have headaches. You know, we you, you don't get that oil in your body, your body is like, wow, you know, I was getting it every day. Now I don't get it anymore. What happened here? So there's lots of things that, that, that the body goes through until... Um, you make those changes, you know so it's, it's it's a difficult process, but the thing is you have to do it you all you're worth it, whether you believe it or not, you' are worth it you know and you must do it
0: absolutely uh, Damien I mentioned earlier uh, before we had the technical problem uh the audience i think heard the fact that you and uh, nicole you teach group fitness classes at derek Jeter's twenty four fitness ultra sports clubs in manhattan and then yes, the YMCA. Uh, both of you are also motivational speakers, and and you're fit family advocates, and you have uh, an experience of uh, being accountability coaches within our community and as well as online. Would you like to share with the listening audience, we only have about uh, seven minutes remaining, Uh, would you like to share with them that activity that you do and also how they can get in contact with you if they desire to have your services?
3: Sure. Sure. I'll give a, a quick idea of what we do for as activities. Um, then I'll give my my uh, my contact information. Activity does not have to just be the word exercise. Activity as simple as riding your bike, going for a walk, you know, dribbling the basketball around with your kids or your friends, you know. Activity is just you being active. You know, you can even be active sitting in a chair, you know, exercising, looking at television. As long as your body is active and you're doing something to get those muscles stimulated. It isn't always about going out and, you know, and trying to jog 10 miles or trying to walk 10 miles. 15 minutes a day can change your life dramatically, you know, and and that can also it can add years to your life just being active 15 minutes a day, you know, and, and people should know that. And what we do is we teach people to go out there and be active, not in a in very in, intense way, but in a gradual way. Start out with 15 minutes a day, you know. It could be five minutes in the morning five for lunch, five at night. But we'll try to get 15 minutes in a day, and then gradually increase that to 30 minutes a day. Um, but if they have any other questions as far as, like, what is it that they should do for their own body touch, you know, to do with their community, you know, sometimes what works for somebody 20 may not work for someone at 70. So you've got to design something that works for each individual based on their lifestyle, their physical abilities, you know, um, their limited mobility, you, you've got to, like, work around the person's um, Whatever they're going through. Problems, issues, whatever. Um, but if they have any questions, they can contact me at three four seven seven four two six three five one. That's three four seven seven four two six three five one. Uh you can contact me if you, hey, have do any you have a state?
0: excuse me? Do you have an email address that they can email you to?
3: Yes, my email address is it's it's d gurganius at gmail so that's d g u r g a n i o u s and in sam at dot com. they have any questions they want to contact me about things that they want to do they want to hire me that is the uh, the best way to do it great well uh, thank
0: you so much damien i really appreciate uh, you uh, taking the time to come on our show and i hope this is not the last time and uh, perhaps uh the next time you come on the show, you can have Nicole with you as I have uh, uh, Spirit Change the Door with me. Uh, so well, I want to thank you so much.
3: And it was, it was, I'm so glad you guys had me. It's been a pleasure to be here and talk with you guys. And uh, anytime I can help, I'm here for you guys. Thank
1: well, you so much, Damien. It
3: was good talking with you. Listen, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, and next time, um, I'll make sure that my wife is just that way we can kind of, like, you know, feed off each other and talk more about, you know, just working out and being, you know, healthy as a couple. Because, you know, there's one thing on your own, but when when you have a relationship with someone, everything you do impacts their life. And we would love to talk about that and how it, it affects each other, it affects our friends, it affects every part of your life when you live and love someone and you guys are going through the same problems.
0: Absolutely. Most of all, it affects our children, uh, our next generation. And if any lesson we can give them uh, to prepare them for their adulthood and the challenges they may face within the next few years is that a healthy lifestyle gives them an edge, you know, in terms of uh, being able to meet the challenges in life and their journey and uh, also being able to interact with one another in a healthy fashion. Yes, and one thing
3: that I, I'm trying to do myself is one thing that one of my trainers taught me, and he said to me, he says, always dumb it down. He goes, a lot of times people talk in a language that we're used to speaking in, like calories, intake, you know. Um, you know, when you speak in that health language, a lot of folks don't understand what you what you mean by that, you know. Like, so now we have to make sure that we speak in a language people understand, so that way they can, there's no, there's no learning curve as well. Instead of calories, he means energy in versus energy out, you know. We have to learn to educate folks in the simplest way so that way they know what we're speaking about. A lot of times we talk in these, in these huge words that people go oh, what does that mean, you know? What is bronchiolitis, you know? What does that mean? It just means you have a hard time breathing. You know, it's like we have, to, we have to take time now to educate people on, you know, what we're going through and what, what certain things mean. What is a calorie, you know? What is exercise, you know? What what we have to do on a daily basis to keep ourselves alive and fit.
0: Thanks a lot, Daniel. We have about 50 seconds to remain. I wish you and Dora and Nicole, rather, and my wife, of course, a, uh, a happy uh, and pleasant weekend. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a blessed night. God
3: bless. You too as well. Thank you very much. Good night.
0: Again, audience, my name is Wesley Gray, and I'm your host. Have a beautiful evening and a blessed weekend and week. Allahu Akbar, Assalamu Alaikum, Hitzekum, Namaste, Shalom, Peace and Blessings.